Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet Welcome to the podcast of the Graps My name's Chris, I am here with Alan Yo That's Alan, and this is our podcast that we do about wrestling We talk about it, and you listen <laughs> get me just sit there and you'll listen to us if you know what's good for you we've got opinions and they matter a lot they matter so much i pay for hosting for this podcast <laughs> so you'll you'll like it whether you like it or not you will like it um so what we intend to do is we um get together go to wrestling yeah and after the wrestling we record a podcast with our Thoughts and feelings about the wrestling show. Insta hot takes. Super hot, super yeah. duper hot. Scolding hot. Yeah, to the point where sometimes we do it in the car on the way home. It's what we're doing tonight. It is what we're doing tonight. We are currently on the M6. Yeah. With it takes so hot that if you put your foot into a bath this temperature, the skin would slough off. Gross. Yeah, how hot I it is. don't I think it's just so hot that you'd be like, ah! Ah, I'll let that cool down. Well, maybe yours. Mine are hot, I mean. Yeah, I don't think you could get a bath that hot. Not in not in modern day really? England. Not in modern day England. Is that a maybe, challenge? Maybe back in like Victorian times, where it's like a tin bath and you heated it um, on some hot coals. Mate, they were good times. Best times of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was your twenties, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, so thanks, thanks for tuning in. Um, turning that dial to the podcast channel of your choice and tonight it was uh, the Love the Graps channel and we are currently driving back from Coventry where we've been just a short trip tonight I like the short ones yeah I do Um, I like it more if they finish early or on time so we can get home um, early just want to get to bed I love being in bed we were talking about this on the way up about how underrated bed is sleep yeah I don't know whether it is underrated I think people rate it pretty highly I think us millennials I'm just about a millennial by the way um, we we love bed yeah. you know the whole thing of like I'll sleep when I'm dead mm. can, can I sleep when I'm alive I'll sleep when I'm dead and when I'm alive yeah. thank you very much um, so uh, we are heading home from Coventry we've been to Kamikaze Pro um, at the Empire in Coventry. Yeah. Been to a few of those shows, haven't we? Yeah, well, they're easy to get to. Yeah. There's usually some fellas on the show that we want to see. Um, and that was certainly the case tonight. That's why we went. Yeah, um, I guess so. A, a particular person, certainly in my... Drago. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it? Man, do you know, I once saw Drago in a match with Sexy Star. Yeah. It was a tag team match, and they were on opposing sides. And... Sexy Star wasn't the worst thing in the match. Drago was. Drago is a, a Mexican fella. Yeah. Wrestles with a t-shirt on. Yeah. And um, a rubber boglin mask. <laughs> it's like he's taken a boglin, pulled the plastic eyes out, and that's it. That's his mask. Yeah. It's just 
he's just whacked it over his he's head. He's from El Inframundo. Yeah, do you know what that stands for? Uh, the inside of the mundo. The internet. <laughs> it's a Mexican version of the internet. Right, oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, the World Wide Web. Yeah. Um, that's the mundo part. Yeah. So, wonderful. Drago, I'm glad that we went. Um, and he made us late to leave. Yeah, all his um, fault. He also, um, this isn't This isn't a love the graphs. It's probably a not my graphs, but it's not official. It's not an official three, one of our three. But he, he I think he may have killed Jodie Fleisch tonight. <laughs> there was certainly a weird finish, wasn't there? There was one of the strangest looking DDT style moves yeah. that I've ever seen. And that's not a DDT style move like pulling your pants down and spotting your bum in the face. No. Like Dan Chokudino no, no, does no, on no, DDT. No. No. Like the move a, a DDT. Yeah. Not like the um, stupid wrestling promotion in Japan. It was like a DDT if you didn't care if the man's head and body were still attached at the end of it. Yeah. This is like a DDT if rather than just like kind of letting their body do the work to get their head to the ground you want to use your body on top of their body yeah. and um, just twist it about a bit so nobody really knows where they are well one thing I did like um, before we get onto the, the main sort of love and, and not section is that um, Drago uh, did his best to make his opponent Jody Fleisch feel at home by selling WWE figures on his merch table, uh, <laughs> like uh, Jody's longtime partner Johnny Storm is uh, want to do. Yeah, mask, lucha masks, lucha masks, um, and WWE figures. WWE figures. What do you think they were, Dragos? That he was selling. Yeah, do you think he just, just there you go. I brought these with me. Maybe they, maybe he wasn't even selling them. Maybe he's with them. Maybe he's like I spend a lot of time at the merch table, so I always bring some figures with me yeah. to play with. I mean, they weren't yeah. in the best condition. Yeah, he's well. This is the thing. He's been travelling all over the world with that Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> he's even tipped some knee pads on it. Shall we? Um, let's do what we do. Okay. So, uh, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know what we're going to do. If you haven't, here's a little recap of the rules. <laughs> are they rules? They are rules. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we talk about the show, but we talk about it with a certain framing device. Uh, we take three things that we really liked. Love the graps. And three things that we didn't like as Not much. Not my graps. Yeah. So love the graps, name of the podcast. Not my graps, name of an alternative podcast where you just slag us off the whole time. Yeah. So if anybody gets that going, I'm going to find you and I will kill you. Um, so let's start with love the graps then. Okay. Well, it's going to be an unusual love the graps this time. Um, we try not to just talk about matches, don't we? Um, but I think all three of the things we're going to talk about tonight are matches. I think they are matches, but I think like they are There's more to also it. sort of, you know, sort of um, a lot of start. Like I think actually, just thinking of all three of them, I think it's going to be about certain styles yeah. of presentation. Um, so I'll kick off first then. Okay. Um, we had um, a match in the second half of the show, which was really one of the highlights of the show, um, and it was a big comedy match. Um, something that, if you've been a long time listener to this particular podcast, you'll know that we, we've got a soft spot for the comedy. Yep. Um, and probably a soft spot for the two particular teams involved, yep. which was the Anti-Fun Police of Chief Deputy Dunn 
and uh, Los Federales Super Santos Junior, who was announced as Los Federales Santos Junior today. Ooh, he's lost so the he's super. lost he's lost the super. Yeah. Um, against the Hunter brothers, uh, and it was a no fun rules match. Now that wasn't explained beforehand what it was. I mean, we knew it was a no fun rules match, but we didn't know what the no fun rules were. Yeah. Um, so the the teams were in the ring. Um, the bell rang to start the match. Yep. And at that point, Chief Deputy Dunn started explaining the rules. Well, he had a book. Yep. Which was the rule book. Yep. It said no fun rules book yep. on it. And essentially, he made the rules up as he went along. No, they were definitely written in that book. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, I guess they could have been. And well, he was just like looking up this yeah. particular. Well, I mean, he was adding them as he was going along. Okay. Or at right. least he was doing a really bad mime. Right. Of, of yeah. yeah. Them as he was going along. So, yeah, so basically, the, the rules were made to disadvantage the Hunter Brothers. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Despite being no fun. Yeah. Now, this felt like a classic attack match, didn't yep. it? Um, it felt like a match that we might have had at the Frog and Fiddle in Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, it felt like, and it was nice to see actually, and it didn't come across particularly well, I guess, with the audience, but it was nice to see the anti-fun police trying to be the baddies. Yeah. Because um, we have seen them cheered a lot it's recently. Weird, isn't it? And they were cheered tonight. Yeah. But also they did sort of play the buffoons. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so did the Hunter Brothers, brothers I guess, to a lot of a bit of an extent. And, and do you know what? I, I had a look. I had a, a sneaky little look in his eye. That that chief deputy done loves being cheered. Yeah, he does. No I matter reckon. what he what he says, he loves it. Yeah. Um, but there was lots of fun stuff in here. Yeah. Um, you know, e- even from very early on. Where uh, where uh, Jim Hunter was being told that he couldn't he couldn't run in the match. Then he yeah. couldn't jog. Yeah. And eventually he couldn't walk. No. And he just had to lie down. Yeah. And then he couldn't kick out. And then he couldn't kick out. Yeah. So yeah, that's the sort of thing we're talking about. Yeah. There was a point where um, they were told they couldn't do any road dog moves. Yeah. yeah. Um, which seems fair. Yeah. No dusty elbows. No. No Mongolian chops. No. I, that's one of my favourite moves to hear named. The Mongolian chop. The Mongolian chop. chop. Yeah. You ever been to Mongolia? I haven't, no. Always chopping they are over there. Yeah. Well, that's how they chop most of their lumber. Yeah. Is um, large men, just yeah. with both hands. It's how they, they chop their yak as well. Is it? Are, are yaks from Mongolia? I'm going to say yaks are from Mongolia. Prove me wrong, and you watch Jan Buxton will prove us wrong. All, all right, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll at the very least he'll fact check it. I actually think they're from like Nepal, that kind of way. Ah, it's all the same, isn't it? Yeah, prove me wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed that match. Yeah, um, it's just nice. It's just not actually, and on this particular show, it was a real sort of breath of fresh air. Yeah, to have a Let's... silly match. And it was nice because, for you know, for various reasons, we don't really go to attack much anymore. So, as you say, it was a, a slice of classic attack yeah. um, on a kamikaze show. And, uh, yeah, really welcome. Um, let's move on to the second one. Go on, then. Um, and perhaps one of the reasons why 
the first one was such a, a breath of, of different air rather than fresh air yeah um, is that it followed the opening match in the first half second which, half uh, second half which was the Falls Count Anywhere match between the bad boy Joey Janella yeah. and the bad girl uh, Penelope Ford no uh, Chantel Jordan yeah uh, because the bad girl is usually Penelope Ford. She didn't make the trip. Well, she is very much the bad girl in the context of Joey Janella. Yeah. Isn't she? Yeah. Whereas uh, Chantel Jordan clearly is a bad girl standing on her own two feet. Yeah, always getting detention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so these two had uh, a false count anywhere match, which actually did go anywhere. I mean, we're quite used to and probably a bit fed up of matches that spill out of the ring yeah um, it, quite often crowd brawling it do, I don't think it plays very well no to a live audience no um, where a lot of a lot of the audience can't see it no like unless you've got big screens it's kind of yeah. alienating for portions of the audience yeah and it's also a bit weird to do um, when you've got like 600, 700 people there um, because a large portion of those aren't going to be able to follow the action. Um, but tonight they they brawled all over the arena, yeah. um, which is a dirty nightclub in Coventry called The Empire, sticky floors and all. They were doing some pinfalls on those sticky floors as well. Uh, like yeah. Brave, brave people. Um, it spilled outside uh, onto the pavement yeah. outside the, the venue into the road next to the venue yeah. and into the takeaway next door to the venue yes um, Joey Janela did try and pin Chantel Jordan on the floor of, of well, Benny's yeah, takeaway I think he hit a pile driver in there wow um, so and the good thing was that, um, that I mean there were probably what about 150 people there tonight 200 tops yeah um, and enough of those could follow the action outside uh, that it felt like it wasn't just something going on somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so I quite like that. Um, it also, they also did a really good job. I mean, I've not seen Chantel Jordan before. No. Um, I mean, there, there's a slight elephant in the room here um, of that Chantel Jordan is only 15 years old. Yeah. I'm a bit uncomfortable about watching minors wrestle. Well, I always have been a bit uh, uncomfortable it, about it. That is a weird one, though, isn't it? Because we were all. Ha- you know, perfectly happy to watch 17-year-old Millie McKenzie wrestle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an arbitrary cut-off, but yeah. it it wouldn't have been so bad if they, they didn't make so much of it and didn't say proudly she's only 15 and she's on the well, main Well, again, Joe Nelson as well. Yeah. Like, is it a double standard because it's a female? Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm quite uncomfortable about, like, young young boys wrestling as well it's I don't know it's I'm just gonna, a, it's I'm, a little thing I'm not no I, I think a, a I think there's definitely breaker, I think there's definitely a conversation to be had around here. yeah um, I think she carries herself well yeah um, well think, my point was going to be that you know despite the elephant in the room um, this really marked Chantel Jordan out as a talent to watch yeah um, she held her own in a match with one of the, the hottest indie wrestlers in the world. Yep. Um, I mean, despite, you know, no matter what you think of, of Jerry Janella, he's got out there and he has made himself a massive name. Yeah. Um, and she, and, and 
obviously he deserves some credit as well because you know it takes two to, to put this kind of match together um, he made her look and she took the, the chance to look like I wouldn't say a million dollars but at least half a million dollars <laughs> and I, I'm quite interested in, in what Chantel Jordan does next and in fact the, they, they built a couple of matches on tonight's show um, or it seemed like they, they built one and it seemed like they were building another for their next show in Coventry uh, which is their sixth anniversary show and um, after the match with Joey Janela they pulled a guy in the ring uh, uh, a guy called Luke Douglas who'd, who'd been interfering um, and we'll talk about that later um, he's the uh, Kamikaze um, live champion which is kind of their NXT <laughs> um, which is a, a kind of an in-joke to me yeah. But um, he's like their junior champion, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. their, you know. Um, and they they announced that because of his attack on Chantel Jordan, um, that he would have to face Chantel Jordan at the anniversary show. And they'd already built one match, uh, a cage match, for the anniversary. And when they built that second match, part of me thought, Do you know what? I might come to the show. I'm interested in seeing Chantel Jordan beat this guy for the yeah. title. And then they went and did the match there and then anyway, and she did win and, and did beat them over the time. Yeah. So yeah, I'm quite interested in what Chantel Jordan does next, and that's entirely on that match they had tonight. So yeah, good work. I think you know, as I say, I think she carries herself well. I mean, I didn't get to see lots of her actual wrestling tonight, no. um, so some of that remains to be yeah. sort of evidenced. Um, but she, I guess without being uh, a weirdo she looks the part yeah like you know she looks like somebody who is an athlete yeah who looks like they can have a fight yeah, yeah. so um, yeah credit where it's due there I think yeah and um, just one last thing about the kind of the age thing if you're in the crowd and Joey Janela's fighting her don't shout child killer at him or say you're beating up a child we're just trying to think that these are two fighters. Well, it's a weird one, though, isn't it? Because people were shouting that, that about the man who had no legs. Loads. Well, yeah. So it's like it's weird, isn't it? You know, is she, she is she not allowed to play on that? I don't think so. No. No. But that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's, let's do a third one. Well, we've just talked about Chantel Jordan. Yeah. Um, there were two other women on the card tonight. Yeah. Um, and in a match where I think even for the first few minutes of the match, we had incredibly low expectations. Yeah. Um, so and that's not because of the women involved. No. It's because they were saddled with a weird gimmick. Yeah. Which so, we'll talk about later. Well, I think we'll talk about it now okay, a little yeah. bit because well, we have to. We've got to. Yeah. yeah. So second match on the card. It's that spot. Yeah. Um, we had Giselle Shaw versus Zaya Brookside. Yeah, first time I've seen Giselle Shaw. Yeah. Not the first time I've seen Zaya Brookside. Yeah. Um, and they were having a last woman standing match. Yeah. For no reason. No. Um, we, what we will get on to later is the fact that the show was um, a show consisting of eight announced gimmick matches yeah, matches I mean, with different stipulations that's the thing it's relentless rules so it's their yeah. version of 
what, what's the extreme measures? Is that extreme extreme measures. rules? What, whatever the yeah. WWE version of it is. Um, and so, yeah, it was announced as last woman standing, which I don't know about you, I bristled a little bit. I just call it last man standing. At least they weren't announced as being from the fighting females division. I, oh, did, yeah, a, I yeah. did appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it started off very tentative. And when you're doing a, a last woman standing match, starting with kind of like hold exchanges and asking for the 10 count after a snap suplex well, seems a bit weird. So there were a few things that sort of were ham, that left them sort of hamstrung at the beginning. Yeah. Were, this appeared to be Zaya Brookside's return to Kamikaze, yeah. bro. So she hadn't been around. No. Um, but people seemed to react to her. I mean, there were a couple of NXT chants. Yeah. Because uh, that's a thing. Um, and then, also, I don't know how familiar the crowd were with Giselle as well. Um, but they were also babyface, babyface. Yeah. Um, and when you're going into a gimmick like Last Man Standing, it makes more sense to have a an existing issue yeah. that you need to settle. And it's only going to be settled when one of you can't get back to your feet. Yeah, because basically, with a, with a Last Man Standing match, you're talking about beating up your opponents so bad that they can't answer a 10 count. Yeah. And... I want a reason for somebody to either beat up somebody or be angry that someone is beating up somebody yeah. so badly that they can't answer a 10 count. So you're right, it did start off quite tentatively. Yeah. Um, and I think we were we were probably a little bit mean-spirited about it at the beginning. Yeah. And as I say, this is mainly because of the gimmick that it was lumbered with. However... I have to give all the credit in the world to the two women involved in this match because I think they really turned it around like about halfway through. Yeah. Um, it got stiffer. Um, I think Giselle Shaw, the slightly larger of the two, um, sort of leaned in a bit more as yep. the as the heel. If there were gonna, if there was going to be one. Yeah. Um, and I think it ended up potentially debatably being the best wrestling match on the whole show yeah I mean if you're talking the standard of wrestling by by the end it was it was the best thing on the, on the card um, I was very impressed with Zaya Brookside I've previously not been impressed with Zaya Brookside yeah very I'll, much I'll say that impressed yeah. um, she's really underwhelmed me um, whatever she's been doing I mean obviously I, th- I think she's been out in Florida um, staying with her dad she's been doing some stuff at the UK Performance Centre she's been doing some tours with Japan as well yeah. uh, with Stardom and it's paying off um, she's by no means the finished article but there's there's a lot there mm-hmm. um, that is really good for going forward Giselle Shaw has got that kind of athletic build um, sort of similar to Sadie Gibbs um, which again kind of it, it'll serve her well going forward. Yeah. Um, she does bill herself as the quintessential diva. Which feels a little bit... Yeah. Sort of outdated at this point. Yeah, just, just um, don't... I don't... Like... It would make sense if she was a villain. Yeah. Maybe. But even then, like... 
I thought we, I, I thought diva was a dirty word in women's wrestling. I now. mean, it should be. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to sing like Montserrat Cabal. Yeah. Um, or Lulu. Yeah, Lulu's not a diva. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think they they went above and beyond to make the best of the make a silk purse out of the dog shit they were given. <laughs> Um, so good, good on them. As if my opinion matters. Right, talking of, of dog shit. Yeah. Let's move on to not my grants. Yeah, let's let's zip through it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've mentioned that the stipulation for the Zaya Brookside Giselle Shaw match was a bit wonky. Yeah. And didn't really suit the match. It wasn't the only one. No. On tonight's show. Now it's always going to be difficult when you've got eight matches. I mean, it turned out to be nine in the end because we did have that one impromptu match. Um, and then to give it eight distinct, uh, different kinds of rules. Yeah. And then also to have them mean something. Um, and it did seem largely that they just neglected most of the second bit of that. It felt a little bit like one of those um, sort of Venn diagrams where you go, well, you can only have two of the three. Yeah. So you can either have all of the stipulations be different, or you can have them um, mean something, or you can have them be good. Yeah. You can only have two of the two of the three. You can't have all three. Yeah. So the opening match was a tornado tag grudge match. Um, apparently the two teams hated each other. Didn't seem that way, but you know we'll go with that. That was fine. Then we had the last woman standing match. Again, that was just a bit wonky. Stipulation didn't make sense. Yeah, then we um, had the... Uh, mystery, it was a mystery one, wasn't it? Yeah, and it turned out to be uh, Luke in a lift match. Yeah, yeah so a fella got locked in a, a disabled lift. Yeah. Which I thought was a bit mean-spirited, seeing as there were wheelchair users in the building. Um, so to use the lift as part of a gimmick yeah. um, felt a little bit... Also, as well, they, they did announce that he had claustrophobia. So it would be especially bad for him, and I don't think that's that's fair at all. Claustrophobia is a very real issue. Well, I mean, it is an irrational fear of um, enclosed spaces. But I mean, it still is, you know. Um, I mean, once you're shut in a lift like that, it's not irrational anymore, is it? It's genuinely a fear of. of... Well, I mean, it is irrational because nothing's going to happen to you. Well, you don't know that, do you? Anything could have happened. That lift could have dropped. Could have fell. I don't think it would have fallen anywhere. Where is it going to go? I mean, it could have fell to the bottom it of the shaft. It, 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 I don't know if there was a shaft. All of three feet. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, there was that one. Um, then there was a, a no DQ match. Yeah. Um, which again was between two baby faces. Yeah, they kind of tried to juice it up a little bit yeah. by making it a number one contenders match. Um, but. You know, like it's 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 tough with those sort of babyface babyface matches. Yeah. And then um, you had a Falls Count Anywhere match. Then you had the No Fun Rules match. Then you had a professional wrestling match. Yeah. Um, the reason they they chose that was because Cliff Margera was in it, and that's kind of like kryptonite to him. Yeah. To have a traditional professional wrestling match, and then you had a Lucha Rules match at the end, and it was just too too much. It, it and, was, and none of it really. I mean, we have to hold our hands up here. We're not regulars at Kamikaze Pro. No. Um, so some of it 
may have made more sense to regulars than it did to us. But it just seems some of it was just like, oh, this is a random stipulation we are putting on this match. Well, so here's like, the, I think there's a couple of things also at play here. And I think this more goes to our taste in wrestling than anything else. Is all of the stipulations, or the vast majority of them were very straight. Yeah, just normal Very sort of straight down the line. And I think we're used to now, if you're going to do one of these shows where like, there's a whole bunch of stipulations that they're gonna be like they're gonna be wacky. Yeah. And we had a couple which you could, I guess, put in that, you know, in that bracket. Mm. No fun rules, obviously. Yeah. Um, maybe when somebody's getting locked in a lift, but ultimately that was just a, your manager is kept away from you match. Yeah. Um, but that, that wasn't what this show was. No. Um, also, I think when it got to the end of the show, and the show ran late, um, there was an announced finish time, um, and they ran past that. Um, and before uh, we'd even got to the main event, that time had elapsed. And then you announced that the Lucha Rules matches two out of three falls. Yeah. And I think the real icing on the cake was when they went... Oh, and if they go outside, it's not 10 count, it's 20 count. <laughs> so, potentially, this whole thing is twice as long as you were expecting it to Cause, be. Because we knew it was running long, and you kind of turned to me uh, in the, the semi-main event, starring the main event, David Starr, um, and said to me, what are Lucha Rules for a singles match? Because yeah. usually, when you say Lucha Rules, it's like it's a, a tag, tag match. match, no tags, isn't yeah. it? Um, and I said, oh, two out of three falls, and your face was a picture. Yeah, because it has already gone long. And, like, nobody wants two out of three falls. Like, ever. <laughs> I don't think, like, I've ever been, like, really excited when something's announced as two out of three falls. Like, because I don't feel like I'm getting more. No. I just feel like you're, like you've, you're kind of complicating it. And also, it's, a, it's often a little bit of a cop-out. Although, I've got to say, uh, Cara Noir's last two matches are head drop. Have been under British rules, which are two out of three falls. I, I've and that really worked. No, and I've seen so. good. I've seen good two out of three falls yeah. matches and enjoyed two out of three falls matches. But when they are announced, I'm always like. <sighs> I mean, it kind of made sense as there was a luchador in the match, but it was just a bit. But yeah, so the stipulations were just a bit. Yeah. Uh, tonight, whereas. Perhaps for your yearly show where every match is a stipulation, you probably could have gone a bit more wacky, a bit more extreme. Yeah. Well, let's have another not my grabs then. Okay. Um, and I think you touched on it a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but we had the Kamikaze Pro Championship match. Yep. Between David Starr and Clint Margera. Most important match in the promotion. Yep. Championship match between the champion. Clint Margera, the challenger, David Starr. Stuck in the semi-main. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the Lucha match was the main event. I have no idea why. Um, perhaps Kamikaze management may know why. I, I don't know. Um, I would have expected the championship match, um, especially when it's got someone like David Starr in it, yep. um, who's a big name on the independent wrestling scene. You know, he's over here a lot. Oh, now. it's he's, independent, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's independent. Um, when he's in it, I'd expect it to be the main event. But it wasn't. It was in the semi-main event. 
also, and this may have hamstrung my enjoyment of the match more than uh, it being in the, the semi-main event, they'd already set up the main event for the sixth anniversary show earlier yeah. in the show to be champion Clint Margera against Sean Custom in a steel cage. Yeah, they 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 laboured the point, setting up that Clint Margera would have to defend his title in a steel cage. You know, we're bringing in a steel cage specifically because of your actions, yeah. Clint Margera. Um, so when you defend, it will be within a steel cage so that your friends can't get involved. And then he went on to have to defend later that night against David yeah. Starr. And obviously you could give it a disclaimer that, oh, well, you know, the grudges between Margera and Custom, and if he'd have lost the title to David Starr, they still would have had their match, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe David Starr could have defended in a steel cage against Sean Custom, which would have made even less sense. But I want a bit of consistency. Now, the thing is, they didn't need to announce and build the steel cage match when they did after the the first half main event if you like yeah and in fact at the end of the uh, title match the the bled which is uh, Clint Margera's heel faction mm -hmm. were doing a beatdown and Dan Maloney and Sean Custom no made, made the save didn't they no they weren't doing a beatdown right Dan Maloney and Sean Custom just came out to beat up Clint Margera. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like a situation where people had to rush off. No. So the, they could have done the build then with Sean Custom coming out to Clint Margera and say, well, like, now you've you've done this and, and because of your actions earlier in the night, um, we'll we'll have a steel cage match. Yep. And then everyone would have gone, ooh, right, fantastic. Especially if it was the main event, like it should have been. That would have been a great end to the night. Yeah. But they didn't, so it was a bit wonky, and as a result, the match felt a bit. Uh... Yeah, um, I mean, it had a wonky finish as well. Yeah. Um, with David Starr beating the living shit out of Clint Margera, and then somehow bumping him his noggin on the ropes. Yeah. And his uh, kryptonite is the ropes. Yeah, and then getting beaten. Yeah. Um, so there is that. But yeah, yeah, weird one, and I, as I say, not a fan of. The title match being um, not the main event, yeah. and especially like, I mean, it can when, it can be know, not the main event if the main event means something, but it it was just or the main event is like an over the top attraction, yeah. Um, and with all due respect to Drago and Jody Fleisch, not a blow away. I mean, they didn't have a blow away match, and not a blow away sort of booking. No. In the first place, no. um, let's wrap it up with the third. Not my graps, okay. and I think this is one very personal, close to your heart. Yeah, this was the first time I've got to see Joey Janela live. Um, I didn't see all of his match because it was the Falls Count Anywhere match, but I, I enjoyed watching his match. I enjoyed being in the presence of the bad boy Joey Janela. I'm a big fan of Joey Janela. Big fan of Game Changer Wrestling, the company he does most of his work for, and I was quite enjoying. Um, the, the prospect of getting to say hello 
uh, at the merch desk and maybe buy a t-shirt. Who knows what t-shirt he might have had. He might have had Joey Janela ones, he might have even brought some Game Changer wrestling ones, some Spring Break ones, who knows. I could have bought myself a Joey Janela t-shirt. Um, he was there at the end, kind of hanging out at the bar, no merch. Um, and also, I, I know I shouldn't, but I find it a bit weird to go up to just wrestlers and just talk to them if they're not standing behind the merch desk. It's not what I do. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even get to really chat to him and ask him, A, uh, when is Tony Deppen coming over to the UK? <laughs> uh, and B, can Nick Gage legally leave the United States? Um, so I didn't get to ask him either of those things. I didn't get to buy a T-shirt and I was just quite disappointed by that bit. Yeah, I can see where you were bummed by that. Yeah. But also now you've got to hold on to your money. I did, yeah. I'll yeah. spend that on something else. Equal, equally wasteful. Yeah. Um, and you didn't have to have an awkward conversation. Well, there is that. I hate these awkward conversations. Yeah. So um, I kind of had one with, with Damien Dunn tonight. In the, it was fine. You know, was well, there was an, another bit where um, I was kind of craning over him yeah. to uh, look at what was going on in the ring at the main event. And he said, oh, so are you trying to look over me? Do you want me to move? And I went, no, I'm just... And I meant it as a joke, but I realised it just sounded quite quite weird. Mm. He said, no, I'm just enjoying your musk. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Yeah, you've done something weird there. Yeah. All right, then. So that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, go on Facebook. Um, it is currently 11.56 in the evening. We've managed to get back just before midnight. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening and until we meet again we had joy we had fun we had seasons in the sun up the hills that we climbed for the seasons out of time all our lives we had fun we had seasons in the sun Nothing will let me be, but it's selfish on the beach.